Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation? But not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app slash breadbox. My name is Emma Dorton. And my name is Christian Watkins. And we are Christian teens giving our personal insight with facts and stories. Welcome to the TBH Teens Being Honest podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Teens Being Honest podcast. Thanks for tuning in again this week. We are going to be talking about a heavy subject, and that is, who is to blame for our sin? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so, tune in. Let's get let's get to the discussion. So, to start off with my story of who is to blame for my sin, I want to give a little background before sort of going into my experience with sort of influence and different factors that led to my ultimate not downfall, but my sin. So one major factor was throughout middle school, I was liked by everyone, but I didn't really have a friend group. And this was because I came in late and it was sort of hard for me to understand different people's jokes or what they were watching. I didn't really like or really want to like what they were doing or watching or anything like that. I was sort of just there and I was really nice to everyone. I I would give away my different snacks at snack time. I would give away my food at lunchtime, just as nice as I could possibly be. And that's, that's how I sort of gained my friends. And it was hard. It was really hard for me because on weekends I wouldn't be hanging out with everyone while they were all hanging out or I wouldn't be doing anything that they would normally be doing. I wouldn't go to Six Flags when they went to Six Flags. I wouldn't go to... I just wouldn't hang out with them. So that sort of made in my mind if I'm popular and I have friends and I have a group of friends that love me and support me, then I'll be happy. That, right. that is what is going to make me happy. And that's what I, that's the mindset I went into summer break of freshman year with. So I'm getting to my second factor, which is who's to blame for my, my sin, right? So then I go on this, this retreat that's supposed to strengthen my faith and allow me to go into high school on fire and sort of to live out the gospel, right? 
to live out who I'm supposed to be, and it has the complete opposite effect. I meet this guy on the trip that isn't, I mean, I love the guy, and he's still, like, I, I mean, I don't know what to say. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, like I just said. I love this guy, but he's been sort of going down the wrong path, and he sort of showed me that you didn't need God for happiness. He had gotten into a lot of different things at high school, um, sex or drugs, whatever it may be, and I didn't want to do any of that, but I sort of got in my head that I don't need my mom and I don't need God to be happy. I can do it on my own. And so with that, I already had, I'll be happy if I'm popular, and then I won't be happy if I'm with God and with my mom. So that's what I came into high school with. That's what, that's what my mindset was. So getting into the third factor was my choice of friends and who I chose to hang out with to gain my popularity, to gain my respect or to gain my happiness, which I thought would fill me up and you know, take me where I wanted to go. So I just started realizing really soon on that these friends weren't holy people. They were popular, and they seemed like they were having a good time, and that's what I wanted, but they weren't doing things that I supported. They were doing things that my friend was talking to me about on that retreat and I never wanted to do that type of stuff smoking drinking um, pornography none of them were attractive enough to have girlfriends I'm just kidding um, but just different things like that and I don't have a strong barrier when it comes to that I don't have a strong mentality when it comes to like you giving up your pressure oh yeah and started off a little strong, knowing that this isn't the person I want to be. I remember the first time we hung out, I was, they were, they brought out um, different vaping devices and I, I pretended to be asleep as if I wasn't there. And I was awake for like two hours, but I just had my eyes closed in the sort of corner of the room um, until I couldn't, I couldn't handle mm -hmm. it anymore. And yeah. <sighs> It was painful, and I knew that yeah, that wasn't. Secluded. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to be, but I had that thing in my head that said, "Popularity is going to make you happy, Christian. Popularity is going to make you the person that you want to be." So, I went through high school with that mindset. I can definitely understand that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really common mindset too, because. It, it's society and everybody wants to feel like they can fit in me and you are different in that way though I have not felt comfortable not enjoyed it but been okay with the fact of saying like no mm -hmm. go away type of thing it might be my ego if I'm completely honest it might be like by saying this I'm different than you I'm better than you maybe that's what makes it so easy for me to say no to peer pressure because I know it's wrong and that's for the wrong reason. I'm saying no for the wrong reason. So, when 
we really get back to the topic of who is to blame for our sin, I think the important thing to know is that we all have choices. Some are good choices, and some people have to choose between two pretty bad choices. Hmm. Um, But, you know, but if we make what we think the Holy Spirit is telling us in our gut, if we follow our gut feeling and we're unafraid to accept that, Mm -hmm. then we can do the right thing and it's less, it's less of an issue. So I I, I 100% agree with you, but I'm going to keep going along with my story and with what you're saying, if we're unafraid, if we're unafraid. It was only that easy. If it was only that easy, being unafraid, that's not a thing to take lightly. I know. So I'm going to go into the rest of my story with that. <laughs> um, so being Sorry. unafraid, right? I wasn't, I was afraid. I was completely afraid of not being popular. That thing in my head that said, if only, <laughs> yeah. if only you, you're popular, if only you have these friends, you'll be happy doesn't matter what they're doing Christian you you can stay away from that you can hang out with these people and not be influenced by that but if you hang out with these people you'll have respect and you'll have fun you'll be happy but that was just a lie and I realized that in my head but I still wanted to push forward and keep going with that lie I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to be popular when do we say, like, enough is enough, you know? I mean... I mean, I'll get to that. Um, and it wasn't... I I had to have help saying that. It's not like I did it on my it's own. It's hard. <laughs> so it feels only that easy. I started hanging out with these friends, and I wouldn't do what they were doing. And I wouldn't lower myself, or not lower myself, but accept what they were doing. And I would just hang out with them to hang out with them but then fourth factor comes in and I see this these friends that I really respect doing the same stuff doing the same stuff that I thought was terribly wrong or I thought that I shouldn't do I see them do the exact same thing that these friends are doing and I think oh well I can't if I if I want to be popular, I have to do this. So I just start with vaping. And ugh, I hated vaping. <laughs> I always hated vaping. And I would, I mean, there's it was sort of funny because I would just spend m- money to be popular on these vapes. Yeah, a lot of people do. And I would just spend money on this device that was like $60. And I hated it. Like it was disgusting. <laughs> But I, I mean, that's what the popular people had. That's what was going on. That was, you know, that's the cool thing to do. If you don't have a vape, what? You can't do tricks? What? No. Oh, man. So started oh, with man. that. And since I hated it so much, I thought, this can't be it. This is just horrible. Being popular seems so fun and nice. They seem like they're having a good time. And so I just went deeper than that. And... Fifth factor comes in, they introduce weed to me. And I hated it first try. Oh, 
I was shivering, shaking all over. I was freezing, and then I was too hot, and then I was seeing different lights around, and I tried to order a Subway sandwich, and I felt like a ton of bricks mm. was, like, on oh me. Oh, my goodness. And it was horrible, and then I was like, dude, what if the police catch us? The police oh, catch you're, us. You're paranoid. Uh-huh. And yeah. it was an awful experience, and I never wanted to do it again, and I was praying to Mary that if I, if only you get me through this, I'll never do it again. If only you get me through this, it'll never happen again. And I got through it, but it happened again. So I, I sort of forgot that experience. I don't know how. I didn't forget it completely, but I sort of just threw it aside. Like it was just one experience. That's what I was told. It was just one experience. It's it's not normally like that. I'm trying to get to that. I just, it's hard to realize who's to blame for different things because, I mean, you could share the blame with everyone or then you could put all that blame on yourself. And where's, is there, I don't know where the right in that is because I could blame all these friends saying, yeah, they that's their fault. You know, they introduced it to me. They, they um, showed me these different things or they... Uh, um, I don't know what to, I don't know how to phrase it. They, intru- okay, they introduced me to these different things. And, or I could put all the blame on myself saying I accepted all these things. So you don't know who to blame? No, I, I'm trying to understand as we do this podcast, <laughs> who, who I really, who I really blame. Who I really, it's I a know, thing. I know that I suffer the consequences of my own actions. I know that I I was the one who finally did that act. I had the option to say no, but I, I still did it anyway. I know that. But I also know that if I wasn't introduced to those things or if I wasn't wanting to be popular and if I didn't think that would make me happy, I would never have done these different things. So who do you blame for that mindset? <sighs> I blame myself. Okay. There we go. <laughs> we hit it. So it's, if I could just take over from that, it's, it's not just one-sided, right? And we don't really know who is to blame for everything. Only God knows that. But as it came to me, the thought of somebody in severe poverty having the choice between starve that day or dig in the trash for something to eat for you and your siblings, or a choice between... I can't pay the rent and we're going to be homeless or what she thought was her only option, you know, sell my body so that I could put food on the table for my, for my family or a scared woman having the option, the choices between saving her child that she's pregnant with in an unwanted pregnancy or aborting it. There's so many different Choices that people are faced with, bad choices, and some people have good choices. But you can't put the blame on any one person for the choice you make. Mm-hmm. They're bad choices either way, but at the end of the day, you make them. You can blame other people for them and, and or not, but what I really want to get to is the reaction that mm. you have to these choices. The reaction that you have to sin, the reaction that you have to struggle and poverty and uh, 
impossible situations that life can put you through. Tests and strain that your family can go through. How you react to these is a result of your character. And that's very important, especially when you're dealing with guilt or blame or shame. Who do you put that on? Because if it's all on you, you're not going to feel like you're worthy enough. You're not going to feel like you're good enough. And that's why it is such a beautiful thing to give that up to God, to surrender that to God, to let it off of your shoulders. And you might be thinking, Emma, how do I do that? It's not that simple. It's not that easy. It is. It's that simple and it's that easy. You close your eyes and you think about what it is that's weighing so heavy on you, a sin that you made, a person that's draining you of your energy, and you give it up. You close your eyes and you surrender and you say, I don't want to deal with this anymore. It's way too heavy. That is how you don't just put the blame on yourself, but the important part about this podcast is that you surrender it to God, is that you don't have to live with blame, live with that shame. You don't have to live with sin, you don't. That's that's a lie that the devil tries to trick us into. And with you and your popularity in society, the important thing to know and to realize is that sin can be disguised as something beautiful. Oh my goodness, the most stunning, most attractive, most mesmerizing man could be Satan. And you don't know that. And I wish that everybody could see sin for the way that it was and not the beautiful, manipulative wave and disguise that it has over itself. So yes, we do have really bad choices. And yes, we can make better ones. And yes, we have to react to the cards that are dealt to us. But we have ways to fight it we have ways to make it better we have ways to make it new when jesus was carrying the cross and it was good friday a couple days ago and i watched passion of the christ which to all of my viewers please watch it find a way to watch passion of the christ it gives you a visual of what he actually went through and that's not even the half of it that's not even a scratch of what he went through watch it i'm giving you tools so that you can understand at least try to understand the beauty and the tools and the weapons that we have to fight evil Another thing that's really important is your Holy Bible. You can't complain that you can't hear God if your Bible is closed. You have to open it. You have to read it. And it might not make any sense to you. It might be completely twisted and you won't be able to wrap your head around. And people might be telling you, oh, if this is in the Bible, it must be bad. Oh, there was death in the Bible. You shouldn't read that. No, there's love and there's peace and there's things that are going to be hard to understand, which is why should read this (laughs) the catechist the catechism i always say that the catechism of the catholic church this is truth and fortunately everything that the catholic church teaches is god it's truth it's the way it's light it's love and that might be a bummer to all of you guys because not everything is fun and not everything is great and but it's moral and it'll fill you and it's meaningful, and it'll give you energy, and it'll, you'll have to deal with stuff because that's life. But inside, internally, you'll wake up feeling loved. And if you can't get your hand on the catechism, 
or you have a hard time um, reading reading it because it's dense. <laughs> Try the UCAT English Youth Catechism. It's in a yellow book and it has um, really cool little figures on it. Really cool figures. It's in a Y. I recommend this for you guys to read. And now I'm not just trying to shove things down your throat because this can be overwhelming. And I know and if you feel pressure to read something, I don't think you're going to want to do it. I'm giving you this as a tool to literally fight evil with. And you don't, you're looking at me and you're like, oh, I don't know how 200 pages could really like give me all that much power. What it does is it changes your mindset and changes your perspective and it gives you a bigger understanding of what you're dealing with here. Who is to blame for your sin? Yes, you're in charge of the choices that you make. And whatever choices, good or bad, that you're dealt with, you have the choice to react to them how you wish. Your attitude towards that. If somebody is coming towards you and they're gossiping and they're hating on a woman that you don't even know much about, you have the choice to participate and to not. If somebody is coming to you and saying, hey, I love you, we should have sex, knowing in your gut, and women, this is very important for you to understand, in your gut, you get a feeling, you get an, we call it intuition, but it's actually the Holy Spirit, okay? We get a feeling like, hey, this is a little bit wrong. And that's the thing about evil. It is disguised as beauty. It's disguised as love, but there's a little twist that you have to listen to. It's that tiny little twist that makes it so distorted that you really need to be like, that's not right. It seems right. It looks right. It's beautiful and amazing. I could love this boy. But if he's pressuring me just the slightest bit, if he wants this more than I do, the slightest bit, if he want, doesn't want to marry me the slightest bit, then it's not right. And I, I want to take where you're going from. Right. And no matter what we do, no matter what sins we do, we can always go back. Of course, we can surrender it and give it up and we can be new again. When Jesus was dying on the cross and he fell, I think for the first time or the second time, and Mother Mary raced to him and, and ran over to him and said, you know, I'm here. Mm -hmm. He said, I can make all things new. That's insane <laughs> to me that he was in that much pain, that much agony. He was going through, he was dying, and he still had the mindset of, I can make all things new. And we don't realize that it's not just the pain that he had on the cross, right? It was the internal. And that, I mean, physically, horrible. I mean, talk about his scourging, talk about oh his crown of thorns, talk about him carrying the cross on his own, talk about, I mean, right. so many different things that happened to him, and that's just physical. Mm -hmm. But then he was taking on the sins of all the world. Mm-hmm. All the rejection. And can you and imagine if Jesus said, who's to blame for all this? <laughs> can you imagine if you like, you guys, you put this all on. You made me feel this way. I'm blaming you guys. No, he didn't. Nobody he forgives. gave it with love. He forgives. Yeah. So that's the big thing. That is what we want to get to with this big topic. Because we can go on for hours about it and make it a huge thing. And it being really general. Who's to blame for your sin? Everybody sins thousands of times a day. We're human. It's okay, but we can fight against it. We have weapons to do so, and we don't want to be asleep because we need to be able to save other souls. So while you're blaming yourself for messing up in a big way or a small way, you can always come back from it. Always. 
all ways. And I need to get that through my head. And I think everybody needs to get that through their head. That there's always forgiveness. There's always love. Do you know the parable of the prodigal son? The son wants his inheritance from God. Mm -hmm. Our inheritance is our free will to choose from right from wrong. Okay. We were given our free will to choose the right. Right. But still we're able to choose the wrong. God's not going to force us. That's not what a loving person would do. My mom wouldn't say, yeah, I'm going to you know, shove the Bible in your face. <laughs> you got to read this. Right? <laughs> then you wouldn't Then care. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like fall it. in love with God. Mm-mm. It's our free will that we have, to, we have to freely choose that. So the prodigal son says, give me my inheritance. And just saying that you're going to die soon. I want my inheritance. And I don't want to be a part of you anymore. That's what he's saying to the father. So he goes off to a distant land. Or... I feel like all of us have done that to God at some point. Oh, every time we sin, that's what we every time. Right. But he forgives us and he loves us with this. Oh Beats my, me amazing why he keeps love. doing that. <laughs> I'm like, and, thanks. And that's what I'm going to get to in the story. He goes and he squanders it on prostitutes. He squanders it on drinking and just pleasurable things. Mm-hmm. And then uh, economic collapse happens. Now, he was a Jew, and for Jews it was, or maybe still is, disgraceful to eat pig. It was thought of as a sinful animal. But during this economic collapse, and without food, without work, he hired himself out to a farm worker to feed the pigs. And that was sort of just a disgraceful thing for Jews to do. And he was so hungry that he wanted to eat the pig slop. He wanted to eat that, and then realized to himself, all my father's workers are able to eat and drink well. And here I am wanting to eat pig slop. So he decided I have to repent to my father for my sins, for sinning against man and against him. And so he returns to the father and the father sees him from a, a long way off. The father was looking for him. The father was waiting for his return. And the father didn't just walk to him take one sniff of him and then tell him to go take a shower. The father ran out to him and embraced him. And the son said his confession. He said, Father, I've sinned against you and I've sinned against um, God and I don't deserve to be called your son. Let me be one of your hired workers. And the father has none of it. The father says, get him new sandals, get him a new ring and just embraces him and kill the fatted calf. And and feast. He was made new again. My son was lost. That's what Jesus said when he was on dying for the cross on his way to be crucified. Yeah, and the father says, "My son was lost, but now he is found." Yeah, that's beautiful, and I think that that is the main message that is so important. Is no matter how far that you go away from God, you can always return, and we might not feel. Yeah, we might not feel worthy. We might not feel like that that's even possible but those are all lies and they're meant to keep us away from him for as long as possible before it's too late you give give god an inch he gives you like an ocean yeah and it's such an amazing thing and again this isn't to shove any tool or or book or whatever in anybody's face it is if you only knew you know, I always say that, like, if you only knew just how amazing that it could be. I always say, and this might be a tiny bit off topic, I know God is there and next to me when I get chills. 
I get chills all over my arms, all over my body, and the back of my neck, even on like my face. And at, when it first started happening, I was at church camp. It was that night when I surrendered my soul to God and I had the most peace I'd ever felt in my 17 years of living. I will never forget this night. I got chills for hours and it wasn't a bad chill. It was like a tickle chill all over my arms and I felt it sitting. I felt it looking at Jesus. I felt it when I was at his feet. I felt it when I put the tile in that said, I surrender my soul. I felt it the whole night. And now it took a little while to realize that's what it was. Now, every time that I'm listening to gospel music or any time that I'm really close to God or any time that I'm thinking about him even, or I realized, oh my goodness, that was something that came from God. Mm-hmm. I get chills and I just know he's there. I know he's present and it's such a good feeling. And I just, you know, I kind of realized like after a while, I, cause it could be not even cold. I, yeah. I'm not even, there's no fan on, there's no wind. I just get them and it's, it's insane to me, but. Yeah. Little things like that will start happening the closer that you get to God. And it, you never want to go back and you never want to. Temptations are always there. Yeah. Well, we're human, you know. And it's not an excuse. We, we got to learn that temptations are just temptations. We let our temptation become reality. Yeah. We have That's to deal with the consequences, will. too. That's where our free will comes in. We can have temptations to have sex. To Mm -hmm. watch pornography, masturbate, Mm -hmm. smoke, drink, whatever it is. We have that temptation. Mm -hmm. I still have some of those temptations even now. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's hard to get rid of. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, once you watch porn or you do different things, that sticks. That is made to stick in your brain. Yeah. And you crave that. I don't know if I crave it. Well, humans in general, if you've never felt a relationship or close to somebody, it's different once you have it. You mm-hmm. want to go back to it. You want more and more. It's like a drug. And a lot of people say that love is like a drug. And that's just one example. But yeah, once you have it for the first time, you want to go back to it. And hopefully it's a healthy type of thing. But love, if it's healthy, it's never really a drug. Oh, and Drugs aren't healthy. It's more with, of a choice. With, with that also, with what I was saying before, technology. Oh, we have to do a podcast on technology because that is difficult. Yeah, we do. That is difficult to get we away should, from. We should probably wrap this podcast yeah. up, though. So, so t- stay tuned for next week, guys, because we have a lot of different perspectives and stories. And we just want to reach out to you guys. So if you stayed this long, <laughs> you are that. the OGs. And we appreciate you guys very, very much. Let's end in prayer, okay? Yeah. All right. All right you want to do it? Sure. Okay. Everyone, just sort of sit in silence, be respectful. Uh, what's up, God? I know, I know you love us, and I know that you're there for us always. And sometimes it's hard for us to realize that we can get so caught up in our sin or our wanting to please you that we don't realize that you already love us. You're already there for us. There's no love that explains the love that you have for us. And going through different things and blaming others, that's not what we're called to do. We're not called to judge anyone, not to judge even ourselves. That's your job. You judge us with your tender heart. And I want everyone to know that. And I want you to 
fill the lives of our listeners and fill the lives of everyone on earth with your love because I know that you mm -hmm. want them and I know that you long to be with them no matter what they've done mm -hmm. and I know that you're calling out to them we just we just have to take that one step and then you'll give us all your graces and just help us realize that Lord in the name of the Father Son Holy Spirit Amen Amen Thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of Teens Being Honest we love you all and we'll see you next week Have a good night guys Bye bye Day Good morning <laughs> Breadbox Media programming is brought to you by have you ever been put on the spot and asked to explain or defend Catholic teaching on sensitive topics such as abortion, same-sex marriage, or the Eucharist? What to Say and How to Say It is a straightforward and practical resource by Brandon Vogt, best-selling and award-winning author of Why I Am Catholic and You Should Be Too. He offers essential tools for articulating even the most contentious aspects of your Catholic faith with clarity and confidence. You can get a copy of this important new book at AveMariaPress.com. Use code TALKFAITH to get 25% off your copy today. Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small batch artisan coffee using top tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic-themed coffees, available at www.grimbeancoffee.com forward slash Breadbox Media. Experience coffee like never before.